Well, I was listening to Pastor on YouTube. I try to keep up with her, and sometimes I can't, but I try to. And she was talking about the work of believing. And I had already planned in my heart on preaching on uh, Joshua 1.8, and that's what she was preaching on. And it's about meditation. And I believe this will help you tonight. It's, uh, I, can't, I would never preach something to you that I'm not doing myself, and God's turned my whole schedule on its head, and it's blessing me. And I want to teach you some of the things that he's taught me, but of course we'll go to the Word, and we'll teach it out of the Word so it's sound. Amen? Turn with me in your Bibles to Joshua 1.8. It says, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you, will, you shall meditate therein day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Oh, here I go. Praise the Lord. Two mics. Nobody needs two mics. <laughs> what is God going to tell Joshua to get these people in? He's already seen an epic failure. It's as bad as you can imagine. When you've been around corpses dropping in the wilderness for all those years, you've seen the failure and the displeasure of God and the displeasure of the people. So he's seen how bad it gets. This is not a story for him. He's watching this. So what is God going to tell him to get these people in to overcome that kind of failure? They failed, these people. They went into the wilderness and they died and they never got to see what was promised to them. And Joshua had to live with that as well. It's not fun to watch people. He had relationship with those people. He lived with those people. And he had to watch them not make it. But he had to make sure that did not get inside of him. You have to make sure that that does not get inside of you. If others decide not to go, that has no bearing on your life whatsoever. Paul said, I press towards the mark. You know, Paul came from a, I don't know if you say, how to say it, Pharisaical? I don't know, that's not how you say it. Pharisee family? How's that? His father was very highly educated. He grew up in a home that was peppered with study and a fervency and a zeal for the Jewish scriptures, the Torah. And, you know, after he gave his heart to God, his father was never mentioned. Never. So, it never says his father was converted or his family. He moved forward and he talked about how he had to leave everything behind him and count it as nothing because of Jesus. He wanted Jesus so much. So that's very telling. So what is God going to say to Joshua to get him in? He can say many different things. But he says, well, I just read it. In this verse, God is giving Joshua the prescription to overcome all of the past failures. And this is an ironclad prescription. Amen. And it will help you overcome every failure if you'll listen to it. This book of the law, we're in the New Testament, so it's the same book, just a different dispensation, different promises, because Christ put us in himself and put us in a new covenant with all those promises. 
and we're, in a, we're under grace. But it says, the book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. And here is the first instruction. You are to get this law, God's word, coming out of your mouth and never depart from it. You're to say, say, say. Psalm 107.2 says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. So saying, but that's not just poetry. Let the redeemed of the Lord, you've got something to say. And it's, it's the book of the law. It's the word of God that you're supposed to be saying. And if you're like me, you're astounded at how many times you've got to pull yourself back from the natural to get back into that word. Do you hear what I said? You've got to constantly pull yourself back to that word. But if there's no word in there, if it's just a casual hearing and a casual belief, the devil's going to steal that word from you. There's not going to be power when you open your mouth. Even if you say, say, say. And I'll get into that. So he's telling you to say. It starts there. It starts in your mouth. Because believe it or not, that is a massive deviation away from the way that the world does things. From the natural law. This mouth, it takes the Holy Spirit to tame this thing. That nature, we're born anew. But now we've got to get our tongue in agreement with the word of God. And there's no help out there. There's no help out there aiding you in saying the right thing. But if God told you you can do it, you can do it. You can do it. The word say in Psalm 107.2 means, I love this, it means to answer, to challenge, to boast, to command, to declare, this is my favorite, to publish, to publish and report. Let the redeemed of the Lord publish that they've been redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Amen. Let them declare, let them command that they have been redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Let them report constantly be reporting that the enemy has no hold over you because you've been redeemed from his hand. God has goodness and blessing for you to walk in. Yet have you ever looked around and felt like, well, where is it? There are things that hell has aimed at you and you are falling into the same ditches on it and there's no deliverance that has come to you so that you could truthfully say that you have seen the problem subdued. How do you experience everything good? Well, I'm going to answer that for you because it comes right out of the word. This passage of scripture tells us how you have to first deal with your mouth. First, it's your mouth. This is what believing is. This is the work of believing. You deal with what is and isn't coming out of your mouth. This is what God expects for us to do. This is where we start. We take his word and we begin to put it in our mouth. Your mouth will either qualify or disqualify you. And if you don't believe that, then you've got to look at the Israelites because their mouth disqualified them. And God gave that as an example for us so that it wouldn't have to reoccur. We could see their mistake and we could make a change. Some people would say, well, you're talking about works. That's exactly right. I am talking about works. Not works that get us saved, because only God could rebirth our human spirit. There's nothing you can do. 
that could have done that. But there is a work to faith and a work of believing that we are always vigorously involved in. Vigorously involved in. For you to hold to that word when circumstances are telling you that you can't have what you're saying, that you can't have what the word says you can have, that time has passed and you can't have it because nothing looks like it's changing. Oh, there's a work to faith. And the work of faith is in the believing. Yes. Believing is the work of faith. Yes. It's not a work to get us saved. But once you're saved, there is a work to believing. There is great effort that has to be put into renewing your mind and putting the law, the word of God, into your mouth. So that you start saying it. That you start participating with the law of life. Amen. Not the law of death. Yeah. Romans says, for the law of the spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. Do you realize how big that is? Mm -hmm. And everything will come against you to tell you that that's not the truth. But it's a lie. Yeah. Yeah, right. It is the truth. Amen. But are you saying it? Are you putting that in your mouth? Right? right? Jesus said in John 6, 29, the work of God, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he sent, to believe in Jesus. Yeah. That's not a vague thing. To believe in Jesus means that when Jesus wrote the scriptures and spoke the word and said, you're to speak to the mountain when it stands up against you. You're to resist the devil when he comes. You're to resist lies. You're to resist sickness. You're to tell things to move and you're to tell things to come. He said for you to believe in him, the one that God sent. You're to believe in him. You're to believe that what he said was true. Amen. There's work to that. Yes. There is work to believing the son of God and that what he said he'll bring to pass in your life. Yes. That when he declares something, he's not fooling around. That he means it. That you can take it to the bank. That if time has passed, that it's not too late for God to perform his word for you, but this is the work of believing, that you would hold fast to what he said and that you would put his law, his word in your mouth. Yeah. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. Whether or not we arrive at healing or prosperity or the fruit of the spirit or the gifts of the spirit is because of our mouth. This is the first place to examine, and you will have to examine it. Like anyone wanting to change anything, you will have to become aware by examining yourself. You will not change your mouth if you don't change the way that you think. You won't. You won't. And words are not casual with God. They're power-packed. Or they're packed with the power to negate faith, to negate miracles, to bring lack. To bring confusion, to bring religion instead of power. This book shall not depart out of your mouth is a lifestyle. It's not moments. It's not moments. It's all the time. The best thing you could do, okay, so this is, we don't preach opinions in the pulpit. I, we stay away from that. You know, we preach the word of God. But, but I'm going to tell you a conviction that I have. You do what you want with it. But my conviction is this, because God's been, he's, turned my schedule upside down and everybody's different I know work is different but if you, you give him your morning nobody can take your morning from you <laughs> nobody if you get up and you have that quiet time with God before anything comes you've got the word in front of you 
You've got the Word in your heart. You're reading the Word. You're slowing down to take your medicine. You're slowing down so that you can incline your ear. Because Proverbs 4 says that if, if I incline my ear, if I attend to the Word, it says, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart for their life. This, this, is, this is the truth. For they are life to those that find them. And health and medicine to all your flesh. Nothing is outside of that. Nothing is outside of the truth of that. So giving God your morning... And meditating his truth down in you puts strength in you and spiritual food so that you're ready for your day. You're ready. You want to crawl out of bed yawning and tired and not ready for your day? And you won't have any strength when something comes. Because let me tell you, it's not always, it's not the dramatic most of the time. It's the little, it's the lies. It's the lies. Oh, same old routine. Nothing ever changes. Life, Ugh. the humdrum. Then you get in church and pastor rips off this tremendous word with revelation. You feel stirred and yeah, that's true. And then you go home and in two days, they don't feel true. <laughs> right? Because you've been lied to. Because the enemy, according to Mark 4, is watching you to steal the word from you. And you're not ready. Because you're crawling out of bed and you haven't given any time to your sustenance and your power that comes out of the word. It is not for Sunday. It is not for Wednesday. It is for you to eat and feed every single morning of your life. And then you add on after that. But you get the morning. You get that first. Because when you decide and you take a hold of something and nothing can interrupt that, you've given something to God and the enemy can't take that from you. If, you, if you're not prepared, if you, like they say, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And I know we, we hear that and we don't hear it, but it's the truth. Yes. You don't have a plan? You don't have a plan how to get the word in you that heals your body? That gives you answers when you don't know where to turn? Yes. That brings prosperity no matter how smart you are or how smart you're not? Yes. If you don't put that first and guard it... Yeah. You're going to lose because the enemy's going to steal it from you. He's going to lie to you. He's going to come in and he's going to choke out the word. He's watching. He knows exactly where your buttons are. He knows exactly how to steal the word from you. He knows how to take the word from you. And he doesn't even feel like it's him. It don't feel like it's him. It does not feel like it's him. It feels like life. My thoughts. This is how I feel. Right? It's how I feel. But it's the enemy. Oh, but you have such an opportunity to get out of bed and to take the Word of God and slow it down. You don't need 15 verses. Take one and meditate it till it means something to you. One word. You know, on my app, on my Bible, uh, it's the Strong's. So I just tap on the Word and it'll dial that Word down to me so that I know all the meanings from the Greek. And it's astounding what's in there. How do, you, how do you like this? He was bruised for our iniquities. You dial that down, it actually says he was beat to pieces for you. That means something to me. That means something to me. And that's what, listen, if I say to you, uh, you're a friend of mine, and I say to you, how you doing? You say, I'm fine. 
and we leave it at that? Okay, we've had a friendly conversation, but a real friend would say, what do you mean by fine? Can you, can you tell me what that means? What's going on in your life? What does that mean? When you look at the word of God and he says, by my stripes you were healed and, you, and you're fine with that. Oh, that's, that's good. That's fine. I'm fine. And you don't take the time to dial that word down to understand that he's talking covenant, that he's talking something that's been purchased for you and you're going to let it go because you can't get up in the morning to put the word in you. And listen, you have to understand, I'm preaching to myself. I've wasted so much time being casual, hearing and enjoying, but not meditating, not meditating it down so that it could become iron on the inside. So that when things, listen, your life is supposed to be a picture of overcoming. Things may take seasons to overcome, but if you don't want quit in you, you're going to have to put the word of God in your mouth and you're going to have to meditate it down. It is not a casual thing. When we were um, in Russia, the interpreter, Irina Paramoda, I think is her name, and she said something to me, and we were, in a, we were with a group of people, and she said something. I said, Irina, how many languages do you speak? She's like, I speak five. I'm like, oh, God, another underachiever. You know, and so, she, <laughs> whatever, you know, so I'm sorry I asked. No, I'm just kidding. She's fabulous. And so, uh, but she said something to me. She said, yeah, she said, but she was talking but God gave her a language. And she said it so quickly. She's like, yeah, he, he, yeah he, he gave me a language and I didn't learn it. And she moved on like she wanted to get past it. And I said, hold on, back that up. What do you mean he gave you a language? What, what do you mean? She said, he supernaturally downloaded. I never learned it. She said, it, it was not there. And it was there. I'm like, okay, hold on. God gave you a language? What language? Spanish. Okay, what, like, what did that feel like? It was crazy. I didn't know what it meant, and then I knew every word that was coming out of my mouth. And I'm like, what? Well, see, I could have, and I don't give any credit to me. I'm trying to use this as an example for you. If I pass on and go, oh, that's really cool, and I keep going. Oh, it's cool that I've been healed great that I'm prosperous and I just keep on moving and I never stop to look at what's been said to give it meaning to measure if I actually believe that do I believe that I said Irina you realize that's like huge what you just said she goes I know she said but people don't believe me when I tell them so I stopped telling them I said don't stop telling them I said, that's a testimony. Don't stop. That's a sign and a wonder of God's movement in your life. That's not a casual thing. That's a miracle. What's well, a miracle when God tells you that you're healed? Don't be casual about that. Get in that scripture and hit that word and let it dial down to you what's been given to you and have some resist to you, have some gumption to you. Lay a hold. Lay a hold of it and put the word in your mouth. That's obviously always where you start. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It's, it's not casual. Glory to God. The word in your mouth deals with the tongue, and it's got to be tamed. You're the only one that can tame your own tongue. Can't tame somebody else's. You've got to tame your own. But meditation deals with your thought life. Oh, does it ever. Does it ever? You ever have something come against you and as you're speaking the word, you can feel that the word went 
You just know there's no power. And yet you know there's power in the word. You, you know there is, but you know you didn't make the connect. And then your mind goes, well, you can't always feel things. And, but, but it's not that. You just know that that faith hand that comes out of your spirit just didn't grab a hold of it. There's just a, it's flimsy. It, it feels slack. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know what I'm saying? Meditation will take care of that. Meditation will take care of that. Because meditate, okay, let me get into my notes. Your attention and your response to something will boil down to what you really believe about it. What you, you know you believe, but when you're facing something, what do you really believe? What will you stand on and not move? If you believe that you're a loser, that's a big one. And you believe that you always will be? There's, the word will take care of that if you'll meditate that down into your heart. Because God did not say that about you. Yeah. And he can, get, he can so remove that from you and from your mind. You will stop agreeing with that. This is the very place where you're going to go in there and rip out the old boards and put the word in there with your mouth and with your meditation. So that you believe right. That you believe according to the word. Not what the devil is saying to you. It doesn't matter if the word is in your mouth, if your attention is on the wrong thing. It doesn't. Your, what your attention on is what's going to be inside of you. What your attention is truly on is what matters. Otherwise, you're just parroting words. If we're around word of faith people enough, including ourselves, no judgment. This is to clean this out, okay? This is to flush the garbage out, all right? What you'll learn is proper lingo. We can, we can speak the lingo, but if our mind is undisciplined, when the wrong thoughts come, we let them. Yeah. The lingo has to be backed up by the right thoughts, or it's just lingo. Yeah. If you've noticed, the lingo will not bring the answer. It won't. It can't. The word coming from a heart of true believing is the only thing that can produce. That's the only thing that can produce the word in your life. The seed of the word goes down into your heart. And once it's down there, then you use your mouth to reap what you believe. What's down there in your heart. What is going to stand up to the onslaught against your mind, your eyes, your circumstances, the ditches that Satan has personally dug for you, the addictions, the self-hatred, the patterns of failure, the sickness? The answer is meditation. Amen. Not reading, although it does require reading. But meditating that life of the word down into your deepest emotions and beliefs. And then the life that is in your spirit can be released and destroy those things you are facing and fighting. Meditation will solve that. That's what he told Joshua. Meditate day and night. That becomes your total delight. Because there's power in those words. It will take those words you are reading, meditation will, and saying, and it will drive them deep down in the center of your being like a deep root system. And nothing will pull that out up, that up out of there if it's put down strong and fed all the time. Those words are roots of life that go down into your center and attach to you. And it changes the position of where you stand on things. Where you really 
stand on things. Not accusing anyone of being fake. We're all on a faith journey. We're after faith. We're after changing our life. But we also have to find out where we're at. Right? What do we really believe? Faith is in your spirit. It's not coming out of your mind, although your mind does have to agree with the word. That only happens when you meditate on the word. And some giants are not moving until the word in you is stronger than that force that is opposing you. The word is all powerful, but is it all powerful in you? It can be. If you'll meditate, you'll start your day with him. Don't say all the right things and be empty in results. No judgment. There's another way. That's what I'm talking about, okay? Require more of yourself than that. Meditate until you begin to feel the strength of that word come alive in you. And mean something in you till it drowns out what you're facing. Till the yell in you is one of victory and not some attempt at bravado. <laughs> bravado without the word down in you will get you killed. The word won't kill, but the enemy will kill you because you are empty. And you're trying to act like you're full. But that's not what God wants for you. He's given you that word so that the enemy can't touch you. So that every way that he comes against you, you defeat him. Spending time with the word of God. You're going to become sensitive to his spirit. He's going to be able to lead you because you're doing what he said. Remember what he said, you'll make your way prosperous. You'll have good success. People spend time every day with God, but you've got to chew the word of God. You've got you to mutter it and say it. When someone is saying the right things, but nothing is changing, I've been there many times. It's meditation that they are missing. It's not alive in them yet. It's only in their mouth. In their thoughts. It's got to be in their thoughts and in their corresponding actions. Meditation, oh this is so awesome, helps you process things, whatever you're facing, through the word and not through your feelings. Meditation does for you what speaking will not do for you. Meditation is going to deal with your thought life. What, what do you think? I mean meditation, that's what it is. That's getting in your thoughts because you're saying it. You're thinking about it. Remember what James said. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. But if you meditate, you won't be double-minded. You won't. You won't. You're going to mutter it and think on it and imagine it and say it and speak and answer. You're answering things when they come. So this is a story. This happened about a week ago. I was driving home a little while ago and I was pondering something that was bothering me and the enemy was bombarding my mind. I just, I felt that, ugh, that just the weight of the day. And I sat there and as I'm driving home I'm thinking, hold, hold on, hold on, because I'm meditating. I was up that morning, meditating on the word. So it was before me. So when this came, it felt like me, it didn't feel like the devil, just felt like, just the slag of life, you know what I mean? And I thought, oh my goodness, no, 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 I, I have a choice. I don't have to think on this. I actually don't have to think on this. So I began a conversation in my van out loud. And it went like this. Father, the enemy is saying that time is passing and I'm on my own in this thing. 
and there's no answer in God. Now, if I were to tell you one quarter of the testimonies of the things God's done for me, that's a joke. I've had God do so much for me. It's astounding what he's done for me. Astounding. But this is the enemy, right? Because something's, I'm, I'm pressing in to get an answer on something. He said, there's no answer in God that seems to be coming. I said, but let's go to the word on this. Your, this is meditation. This is a picture of meditation. Okay? Your word says that you're El Shaddai. So that means you're with me. You never leave me. I'm sitting in this van today, and I, I don't feel like he's left me, but I don't feel like he's here. Right? But your word says, see, it's bringing it back to, no, that's not what the word says. Your word says you never leave me. Your word says that with faith and patience, I inherit the answer to this problem. So there's no such thing as failure in this problem. Your word tells me that when I speak to high mountains and I tell them to get lost, they have to obey me. That's what the word says. Right? But if I, if I haven't meditated Mark eleven twenty three in my heart and something big and dangerous and ugly is looming and it's taken a while to move it, you know you're going to start dialing back to plan B, plan C, plan E. Yeah. Yeah. But what if you meditate every day on the fact that he told you you get to speak to that ugly thing? Yeah. What if you don't move? Because you've been meditating. Not reading. Meditating. What it means to speak to a mountain. Yeah. <coughs> this is my conversation continuing. I said they have to obey me because my heart believes. Does my heart believe? You better believe it. My heart believes that it is your power that will destroy this problem. And I am not careful to answer you about this, Satan. My God will deliver me. I am. A, see, I'm practicing. I'm rehearsing. I'm rehearsing. Moments before the van felt nothing like this. But as soon as I took the word that I'd meditated on in the morning. But I was mindful of it because I spent the time. So I could just drag it right out to the enemy and say, no. I am a covenant girl, and now this is just the way God said it, you know, came out of my heart. So I am a covenant girl, and the blood that was stabbed out of my Savior's body to avenge me and buy me back was a love letter to me. Because the enemy likes to tell you, God doesn't care about you. He sees all this happening, but where's his power? Where's his power? Well, are you meditating? Are you speaking? Are you spending time? That's not blame. There's a way to life. There's a way that leads to life. There's a way that leads to miracles. Yeah. And it's not because the evangelist comes to town. Yeah. All right? <laughs> to avenge me and buy me back was a love letter to me to let me know that no matter how far or how dark he has redeemed me, he does care about me and walked here for 33 years to show me in his person that if I would believe, he would do anything for me. Yeah. He was slandered and mistreated that I would be raised in victory. Amen. Now, meditation ponders. That's what meditation does. But if I had not been up that morning, I don't know that I would have answered it. I just would have felt down about the problem because I don't like the problem. I don't like it. And, and, and the devil keeps telling me to quit on it, and I, I can't. Because the covenant says, I, I've been given an answer. That's what my covenant tells me. Oh, Jesus. I just, 
Are you getting something about meditation? Meditating down into your heart? I, I, you know, you don't have, to, everybody has their different ways. I'm just telling you what, what's working for me. But you got to do something. Like that verse, uh, Proverbs 4, 20 to 22. I, I wrote it out, wrote all the Greek out, and then I drew pictures. Because I kept forgetting the order. <laughs> Was it a 10? Was it let? No, no. You know, I drew pictures. And I, for the, uh, you know, a 10 to my word, I, I, I drew a waiter with the, you know, I'm not a very good drawer. <laughs> There's a lot of stick men in my drawings. You know, in a Klein 9 year, I drew someone bending over like this. And let them not depart from your eyes. I, I drew a person grabbing these wiggling words by the center as if they were trying to get away and they would not let them depart. <laughs> it's just a way that I, I, I get these pictures inside of me of the word. Because the word says, when I find them, they're health to all. Yeah. My flesh. All. 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 That's why coronavirus doesn't have to be scary. Right? Because you got up and you took a verse and you, you just tore that thing to pieces and dialed it down until you had 50 words about what it actually meant and you just sat with it that day and you kept saying it. You got it till that word, like Pastor says, that you get like take ownership of that word. She says it's so funny. She goes, get off my verse. That's my verse, you know? <laughs> you know, it's so cute the way she does it. It's true because you take, it comes alive to you. It comes alive because the word, the Holy Spirit leading you into the word is so valuable that it's, it'll transform you. That's what he told Joshua. That's what he said. It takes to overcome, to have good success. They're going in to fight the giants. They're not a trained army. They've been in the wilderness. And it's awesome. When God speaks to Joshua, his next words in verse 11 is, get up, we're going in, we're going to take them. Seriously, that's my paraphrase, but that's what he's saying. God's words to him. He was able to receive it. Because when you meditate, you, you occupy a place in, in, with God. You, you're, you're developing something that's supernatural. The word is sticking to your insides. So that when he comes, the enemy comes and lies to you, you're not only not duped by it, you've got an answer in your mouth. Yeah. What about the answer of, oh, oh, no, 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 no weapon. No weapon form. Right. How about not... You win some, you lose some, but no weapon form. No, no weapon. No weapon. No weapon. No weapon. Again, it's a lifestyle. And when you sit there, wherever you sit, and you use the, the scriptures, like I said, you should get it. It's an app. It's the King James app, and they've underlined the words, and you just click on that thing. What it reveals is what God's providing for you. You can't be casual about that. You, you don't have to be emotional and jump up and down. I mean, sometimes you will. It's not about the, the feelings. It's about, it's so awesome that you don't even have to go in excited. You don't. You just take that word and do what he said. Remember what Mary said to Jesus? Pastor brought this out in the sermon. I thought it was so masterful. When, you know, they're at Cana. And he says, woman, you know, it's before the time. I'm not doing miracles yet. It's before my time. And she didn't even answer him. She obligated him. She didn't even answer him. She just turned to the people and said, just do whatever he says. 
Just, just do whatever he says. You know, he, that is still being said to us. You don't have to qualify it. Just, just do what he says. Just do what he says. So when he tells you, meditate. Take the word and meditate. You, just do it. Well, I don't like to read. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. This is not about reading, being a bookworm. This is about a spiritual exercise that will make you prosperous, that will make you overcome, that will make you sensitive to the Holy Ghost, that will make you stop talking trash, that will make you believe good about yourself, that will make you identify, oh, oh that's, that's not my thoughts, that's the enemy, and deal with him, and deal with him. God said if you would do that, that he would pave the way. Why? Because the book of the law doesn't depart from your mouth. Right? But then you're, you're putting it in your mouth, but you're not just putting it in your mouth. You've med you're meditating on it. You're driving it down in your spirit. There's a tree trunk going down in your spirit. So that everything that comes across your path is contested, is examined, and everything goes back to the word. Everything. Amen. Well, my body feels sick today. Well, I've been believing for something for a long time. Oh, this is an invitation. Get your Bible out in the morning. Do it at night. Do it in the afternoon, please. But there's just something magical about the morning. I don't care what anybody says. It's a fact. It's a fact. It's a fact. Okay, so you get with that word. And just sit there. and st Don't expect fireworks. You don't need them. That's the good news. You don't need them. Sit there with your coffee or your tea, Rosita. Tea. And so <laughs> this is what you do. You take that word out, you know, and you begin to say it. And you click on the words. You see that it means something. It means something that pertains to your covenant. And then you begin to say it. My verse for this morning was 1 John 5, 14 and 15. This is the confidence that we have in Him that if we ask anything according to His will, anything, really? Anything according to His will? He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, we know that we have the petitions that we've desired of Him. And petitions means requests. It means cravings, things we've craved of God. Ah, this is the confidence, the assurance that we have. So I check myself. Do you have that assurance? Do you see yourself with that? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see myself with that. God, I thank you for that. I see myself with that. I'm going to act in line with that today. Amen? It all comes back to what did God say? What did he say? Well, you got to be in the Word to know what He said, right? That's all we have to know to arrive at success. What did God say? This is what faith is, knowing what He has said and not moving off of it in your thought life. That's the work of believing. Because you've got something that's push, trying to push you off. No. You stay on the Word. Right? And what you play out in your imagination. And... You, you got to meditate the word. I'm saying it over and over. But, but you need to hear it. Because it's, it's helping me. Like, I mean, this is my year. <laughs> I don't know that I need anything else. I mean, I'll take it all. But this is the year where Joshua 1.8. Meditate. 
Because we're going to take the land. We're going to take it. Not in our own strength. Not our own wisdom. God's going to tell us exactly what to do. And we're going to do it. And he's going to give us victory. Hallelujah. It's not a hard work. It can be hard on the flesh sometimes. But there's joy in it. Because now you know what to do with your thought life. When everyone else would have fallen apart. Now God wants the good for them. But they've got to come into the covenant. Right? You don't have, you know what to do when torment comes. You don't know what, you, you don't have to guess what you've got to do. Now you know. There is an order to what God expects of you, okay? Do I want to say this? I should just. Okay, let's, let's go to the last part. Last part of the verse says, so that you may observe to do. So that you may observe to do. You put the word in your mouth, so you're speaking it. You don't just casually handle it, but you meditate that word down into your heart that you may observe to do. So you're spending time with God and that time with him makes you sensitive. He'll make sure that time makes you sensitive to his spirit. So you just do what he says. He will guide you and it's not just doing random acts that will bring the fulfillment of what you're believing for. You know, acting in faith and sticking the word in you every day and saying it, that is action. But if further action is required, let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you. He will. He really will. So many act to try to get faith because they think they can obligate God to healing them. Or they give money away so that God has to bless them. That's the mentality. But it doesn't work that way. It's from a place of being led. The Spirit will lead you to act in line with your measure of faith. Look at this divine order. Your mouth, law in your mouth, meditation, and then acting. You put it in your mouth, you meditate, and then you act. And He will lead you into the acting. The doing doesn't come until the word is in your mouth first. This is the divine order, okay? Your mouth first, then meditating and holding to the word. Then while you are observing to do what you know to do, and he will add things in there that he wants you to do because believing and speaking is you doing, right? You don't want fruitless doing. When you are full of the word, the spirit will direct you. We've already talked about how we get full of the word, right? Put it in our mouth, we meditate on it. We give it time. But people say, people say, that faith stuff doesn't work. It doesn't work for empty people. Because it's coming out of your head and not your heart. Okay? Or people of the mental realm. You will hit the target if you speak and meditate. God gives you your private life to practice on. And then he brings the corporate body together. They know how to meditate. They know how to speak the word. And they know how to, how to be led by the Spirit. I mean, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And that's what he's attempting to do in this place. Get the word. So we're so brimming with the word. So brimming with victory. You know, when, when God is able, and I say it that way because it's, it's our side, right? So when he's able to get something across to us, you, you know how that, what that does to us. I mean, we just light up like a Christmas tree, right? We do. We're telling everybody because we want to give the glory to God, right? When you've got a body that's active with the word. Not trying to believe, but they're in it every day. I mean, they're, they're just after it. Putting it in their spirit. Oh, 
That's the church. That's the church. Glory to God. I hope you're helped tonight. I just wanted to tell you that this is helping me. Uh, you know, I think Craig always um, teases Miss Lorraine about going to bed early. But, you know, I said, now they're going to call me an old lady because I go to bed early. I turn my, my days on its head because I'm protecting that time in the morning. Amen. And I've got that time with God and nothing can get between me and that time. And uh, I wish I'd known this when I was 15. But I, I want you to leave this place tonight. I want you... To, if you're not a person that meditates the word, I want you to make a quality decision about that word. And I want you to put in your, if you do a daytimer, if that's your thing, schedule it. Schedule it. And, and get alone with God and take the word and dial it down into your heart. Amen? And I'll end with this. Let me see. What verse will I pick? That you'll make your way prosperous. So I just hit the word prosperous, okay? It says to push forward. To break out. To come mightily. To go over. To be good. To be profitable. Prosperity. And to cause to effect. So that's one word. But when I think about that word, if I mutter it over and over and over, as I'm getting dressed, or actually as I'm just sitting there first, then I go out into my day. It blesses me. That verse blessed me this morning. This is the confidence, and I parked on that word confidence. The confident believer. Why would we be confident if he's not going to fulfill his end of the word? Right? We have an assurance that if... If he hear, we know that he hears us, we know we've got those petitions. I could just park here. I could tell you, I could, I could teach this for 10 weeks. So easy. Because it deals with your thought life. What you really think about something. This is where the devil trips you up. What you really think about. This is where he comes after me. And part of it is in the recognizing, oh, that's the enemy. But if you've spent the morning in a verse... Then when he shows up with his loud mouth, you recognize, you're sensitive now because you've spent time meditating on the truth. That's the truth. The word is the truth. Right? So all those thoughts of I don't know how to make my way in the world. I don't, I don't know what to do. Yes, you do. Joshua 1.8 said you'll have good success. You'll make your way prosperous. You just have to meditate and then do what he tells you to do. But we do. We do. We, we're, we're, we're do. we're afraid of failure. We do, we do, we do, we do, we do, we do, but we don't meditate. Yeah. Right? Because we're afraid. So turn it on its head and spend time with God. Because this is his personal word to you. To change your life, to make your way prosperous, to be healed, to be whole. So that you would not be afraid of anything. Then you would go in and take the promised land. Whatever he's promising you. Amen? Amen? Amen. Father, thank you for the word. Oh, I love it. I love the word. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you talked to us about meditating something, Lord. About muttering it and murmuring it and attending to it and looking at it and putting our ears to it, Father. Not letting it depart from our heart. Locking it up in our heart. 
I pray that you would raise this people up, Lord. They would go after the things that they know you've said. And that they would not back off, Lord. But that they would not rely on their own strength. That runs out. They would rely on you. Your authority that you've given them. Your power. Your anointing. Because you said that you gave that to us. You gave us your name. And Lord, we believe it. We believe it. So thank you, Father. I thank you that they do whatever it takes to implement putting the word in their mouth, meditating that they would observe to do. And Lord, you, you will bring them into tremendous success. Let it not elude them, Lord. Let them not be religious about it or dismissive or casual. Let them take a hold of it and never be the same. Let them start tomorrow and get up and take a scripture that they feel to read and let them sit with it until it becomes alive on the inside of them, Father. And I praise you for the miraculous work of your spirit that makes your word alive and real to us. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everybody said, Amen. Amen.